Hey guys, it's Brian from the Do What Movie Review Podcast. We hope you're still having fun with us as we continue to roll out all of our Halloween programs from our archive. You're about to get treated with another Dude What original in the form of our second ever Halloween special, which was episode 40 from our original run on the Homer's Radio Network. Homer's! This episode previously aired way back on October 30th, 2018. It was the follow-up to our first ever Halloween special from the year prior, and we felt we needed to up the ante, so to speak, and make sure we could capture lightning in a bottle again, and I truly feel like we did. Like all of our Halloween re-releases thus far, Jim and I had many laughs and many great conversations and really stretched our creative legs on this special. A couple of issues of note, however, there's a bit of an echo with some of the audio. That seems to be a theme for our show. And there was also some adult language, which also seems to be another theme for our show. But... None of those issues will detract from the enjoyment of the show. So grab your popcorn balls and your big basket of mung, throw that crap out the window, and settle in for another Dude What original gearing you up for Halloween. Enjoy. Dude. 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 Afraid no ghosts. Is that right, Jim? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Welcome, you guys, to the Halloween special of the Dude What Movie Review Podcast. Dude What? I'm one half of the hosting squad, Mr. Brian Sumner. Sitting across the table from me is a beautiful Jim Miller. Say hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. We are going to have some fun tonight. It is the Halloween special. We're going to play some games. Yeah. We're going to talk some some scary movies. We're going to talk some scary stories. We've got a lot of stuff planned. We do. We, we should do. Need to dive into it, man. Well, I think so. Let's do it. How you doing, man? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Doing okay. It's yeah. dreary weather today. Well, so yeah, it's funny. So obviously, Halloween special. I was actually driving around today thinking about a few things, but one, it, I was laughing because this time of year is like the only time of year that it's perfectly okay to lower your property value. <laughs> Just throw all kinds of crap out it's, there. In literally, it's like let let me make my house look abandoned, like. <laughs> <laughs> and like the funny thing There's is, because I delivered to, to some areas that are like really wealthy homes right right and then like you know i'm gonna be like oh sweet pumpkin oh there's a little corn stalk and then there's like literally like a scene with skeleton horses and a carriage and it's like what the heck don't try to sell your house at halloween it's all like and then there's some just houses that are just meth houses and they just blend in perfectly yeah, anyway. it's just like hey Hey, it's you their favorite time of year too. You wouldn't know about that in your area, would you? Yeah, well, yeah, I get a little. I get the best. Let me just say, I cover all of the socioeconomic scale in Evansville, Indiana. Yeah, but anyway, so I, I was laughing about that, and then everyone's listening to this the, the, the day after. I'm going to be having a procedure. Ooh. So if I'm dead, <laughs> this may be the last thing you ever hear about me. Wow. 
we're like a handful of minutes into this you're right. going dark well sorry i'm just saying like so no like so um anyway i had a scheduled procedure so uh to widen my throat what the hell did you just say basically <laughs> let me try that again wait let, let, let me say it again no no not no. that okay I'm trying to prepare for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. That yeah, yeah. Lot, so I can eat more. A lot yeah. more sense. No, so like I've been having issues with like choking and stuff like that. This is only getting worse. And so... <laughs> it's not getting any better. I'm just going <laughs> to shut up. Anyway, like I started... Th I was thinking about that a lot. I was kind of nervous because they're going to put me under and all this stuff. Like they're yeah. going to sedate me and I don't know. You'll be like, fine. No, I, I know I will. But then I started having this thought of like, what if like something horrible goes wrong? Like they're, you know, they're sticking the scope down and they're like, oh, I don't know. They're like, he has no esophagus. Stay or out of like, your head, yeah, man. Yeah. Stay out of your head. You're fine. So anyway, You're gonna be okay. if I'm dead and gone. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> I'll come back and haunt your ass. Like. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, so how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I uh, I'm a little tired. Had some knee issues this week. Missed a couple of days. But Your uh, knee hurt. My knee herpes. Uh, herpes of the knee. Uh, better than cancer of the knee. You know, you don't want cancer right. of the knee. It's yeah. bad. Or yeah. gonorrhea of the knee is even worse. I, I hear that's pretty. Bad. Herpes of the knee is it's treatable. Yeah. And I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. It's okay, people. Dude, I think we're just getting because we're getting old. I, it's it's exactly we're banged what it is. up oh, and God. just horrible. But it's okay. I'm I'm feeling a lot better. I got a knee brace. I'm doing good. I'm excited. I'm really pumped for this episode, and I, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, man. So, I'm excited. I'm pumped. So let's just go ahead and dive into the show, man. Let's get pumping here. We want to give a shout-out right off the jump. Yes. We just want to go ahead and dive into it. So... This is the portion of the show where we want to show a little thanks, a little love to the people yeah. who tune into the show and kind of support us. So... uh who are we giving a shout yeah, out to? Yeah, so I thought it would be appropriate to kind of give it to a couple. The reason is because this is being released on Halloween. You guys hopefully are listening to it while you're eating your kid's candy right now. And, uh, and Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Right. This couple, actually, both of them have a birthday on Halloween. So every year they nice. do these big costume parties, birthday party, and all this stuff. It's Will, literally a built-in party for yes, their birthday. Yes, That's and awesome. they like go all out with their costumes, That's which cool. is pretty great. But Will Ritter... And his wife, Katie Ritter. Nice. I thought it would be appropriate to give him a shout-out. They actually were interacting with us a lot in the GIF battle. I know we're going to talk about that here in a bit. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I thought because, hey, they're having their birthday, having a big party, hopefully listening to us at your party. Hey, yeah. you guys. Hey. What's up? Hey, what's Hi. going hey. on? Yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> Thanks for not inviting us. But, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you're dead, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. I could go wherever. <laughs> I walk through walls. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I thought it'd be appropriate because their birthday, Halloween. But then also, my hope is that they will take Dude What with them. They're going to be moving at the end of the year oh, to really? New Zealand. Whoa. Yeah. We've already been to Brussels. Yes. Now we can have a chance. Fingers crossed. Well, to go Belgium, to New not Brussels, but yeah, Belgium, because that's where the balls and glory is at. <laughs> Kyle Mayo. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so New Zealand, man, like they're, they're going to become Kiwis in New Zealand. So we wish all the best to you guys, but a happy birthday to you. And uh, thanks for supporting the show. So. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it, guys. And like I said, happy birthday. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get down to some fun that we've had over the past couple of days on Dude, the page. have we ever. It's It's been interesting. <laughs> As you guys know, we announced that we were going to have the gift battle, Halloween edition. Yeah. You guys did not disappoint. You did so not. So let's just go ahead and roll into that. Life is only a moving picture. 
Is it Jif or Gif? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Jim. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. All right, so go ahead and explain what the Gif battle is, what the parameters were, and let's just get everybody caught up. Yeah, yeah. So um, this month, obviously with Halloween and stuff, we decided to do a horror movie madness Gif battle. Yeah. Basic rules: all gifts and memes, yes. both, are encouraged. But horror movie and horror movie icon gif and memes are worth points. Exactly. Basically, have fun and like and follow our page, dang it. So <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> anytime we do a specialized gift battle, that's kind of the rule. Like right. if you want to have a score or whatever, if you want to try to get points, yeah. then it has to be according to that theme. But we encourage all gifts. Right. So. I think it's good to go ahead and point out right now, this is kind of our first foray into actual quote-unquote scoring yes, for yes. this type of uh, we been kinda Yeah, we've kind of been discussing. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have a little fun with it. We're, yeah. we're not going to take it too serious, but we're going to talk about some of the, the gifts and some of the memes that we saw in here that really made us laugh and, you know, we're really entertained by. Not going to do any kind of hardcore scoring right. on yeah, this no, or anything, no. but we will be having a big, huge gift battle down the road, down the road where we yeah. will be scoring. Yeah, the thought is that we'll prizes. do kind of like an announcer type exactly, deal. Yeah. And, and that'll be in like an episode. Yeah, that'll, that'll, be, that, that'll either, be an update. Yeah. And we'll have fun with that and uh, you get you guys really involved with that. So we'll yeah. dive into that at a later date. Yeah, but right we're now, talking, we're just that's what we're fun. talking about. So. Yeah, we're just going to have some fun with the Halloween edition one. Yep. So <laughs> I'll just go ahead and, and say right now a lot of different people really diving into this. Uh, yes. Had a lot of fun. And with creative. This. And very creative. Yes. Extremely creative. <laughs> uh, one that just jumped right out and it was right at the very top. And of course, super producer of the Homer's Radio Network, Roger Turner. Yes. He dove into it. I mean, he was having a ball with it. And he had a couple that really stood out for me. Dude, they were hilarious. The Michael Myers anger, the management. anger management for dummies. <laughs> yes. So good. That was and pretty good. Here's the thing. Like, uh, you and I, we obviously can't. We play. We play, but our stuff but, doesn't yeah, count it doesn't towards count. scoring or anything. But I, I couldn't resist, man. I saw you with, uh, was it Ash and Evil Dead? Is that what that is? Yes. With yours. Like, you had posted that on behalf of the page. And so I saw the Jason Voorhees with Thanos's. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I have to put When that. I saw that, I, I, I was like, man, who played that? And I saw it was you. I was like, man. Yeah. Somebody really missed out on a good one on right. that one. And my favorite was you said, oh, snap. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> Don't snap the finger, Jason. Don't. God. We had so many people participating in this. Yes, yeah, uh, we did. Just to run down you know, some of the ones that stood out for me for different people. Of course, I said Raj, super producer. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Young, yeah. he jumped in on a couple of them. And uh, Ross Myers, man, just really. Ross was. He, he was really getting in on it. Yeah. But I had to deducting points as well. Well. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I, I will, in Ross's defense, and I, because he was posting things that had already been posted, right? Right. So saying, yep. Yeah. So I had went ahead and shared. Hey, we're doing a gift battle and do what? I went ahead and shared that on yeah. my page. Well, the problem with doing that is that everybody starts commenting on, on that, that post yeah, exactly. and not going to the page. And so Ross was like throwing a bunch out, and I was and I finally was like, "Go to the page, guys!" Like and so, Ross was like, "Oh!" Like so he once he realized he's like, "Oh crap!" So he jumped over and I think he was just so excited. Well, <laughs> well he played he played the uh, guitar, Freddie. Yes, <laughs> just Freddie Krueger just jumping up playing guitar. I was like, "What the hell is that?" It's so good. It was really funny. It's so good. The funniest one that he played, though, I think it's the show called Supermarket. Yeah. It's got one of the kids in a hall in it. <laughs> he said, went to the theater to, to see the movie Saw. That is not about that carpentry. Not about carpentry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
But yeah, we had, I mean, our boss over at Homer's Radio Network, Stephen A. Turner, he jumped in. He was, he actually texted me in the midst of it. He was like, I'm really excited about this gift battle. And I was like, dude, get on there. Let's have some fun. Uh, Kyle Mayo, he uh, was really getting in on it, but... Uh, oh boy, I was wondering if this was coming. Oh, it was definitely coming. He was automatically disqualified. <laughs> Due to Michaela Mayo's insubordinates. Uh, let me explain. I don't think that's fair. No, let me explain some to you right now, okay? We've been over this. You guys that are fans of the show, you know my disdain for Tina Fey. And when you poke the bear, you're going to get the claws, the razor claws. I think you should just ban Michaela from the battle. It's guilty by association. Well, he can't help it. He's got to keep her in check. Dude, it's hard. It's hard. Like, <laughs> Kyle did have some fun ones. He had some funny ones. Yeah, he had uh, Pennywise laughing on the second floor yep. uh, with the, uh, the little grinder machine thing going crazy. I mean, that was awesome. And then, the, the, of course, the fan favorite here, you know, I, I I enjoy it, the uh, neon dancing Jason Voorhees. Yes, always. What is always that dance? What is that? I don't, I don't know. I don't it's, know what that is, but I like it. <laughs> it's I just killed another one or something dance. I don't know. But like... <laughs> Oh, my god! Then my wife jumped in with uh, Jigsaw there. Yeah, so. she was even getting in on the action. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. We had uh, Clay Knox, he, yeah. the uh, Scream Face, which Dude. I think that was from the uh, scary movie. Yeah. He was running down the stairs. <laughs> yes. It's so damn funny. Stephen A. Turner, he posted the dinner dancing scene from Beetlejuice. That cracked me up pretty good, too, because it was just <laughs> right. so yeah. random out right. of nowhere. <laughs> right. But the one that got me that he did was, uh, I think it's Patrick Bateman is his, the character's name from American Psycho. Yes. <laughs> he just, yeah. He's just shaking that he's head. shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> so damn creepy. I think oh. the one that really surprised me, and it wasn't so much from a horror film, but it cracked me up because it did kind of tie in, was from Billy Hardesty. The squirrel. Yes. That just quickly turns around <laughs> yes. and it says, someone in this room is a murderer. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because you could picture like just mass chaos going yeah. on, and then he's just like at the Halloween party at the Ritters that we're not at. But um, exactly, yeah, 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 like so he's probably there while everyone's like just <laughs> battling it out. He's in the corner, just yeah, <laughs> I get to see it. <laughs> yeah, it was great. The one that Jimmy Young posted, the uh, Burger King over the shining, over the shining, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrifying, just terrifying. Oh man, it was pretty funny. What were some other ones that stood out to you? The uh, mystery machine with oh, all yes, of the, all of the icons. Yeah. yeah. So it, who was on it? Uh, Jason, Freddy, Chucky, uh, Chucky, and Texas Chainsaw, the Texas Master. Chainsaw Master. Leatherface. Yeah, Leatherface, <laughs> Michael Myers. Yeah, all of them were on there. So it was that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then the one where. Uh, I guess, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre where he's dancing. Yeah, swinging in it. It's not really dancing, but yeah. Yeah. I said, I feel like some 80s dance music should be playing under <laughs> yeah. this. Or maybe they could just slow it down and play Careless Whisper under it. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody out there is really good at like video graphics, you could make that happen. Take that scene of Leatherface just screaming and going crazy, swinging his <laughs> chainsaw around, slow it down, and put Careless Whisper under it. And that would make me the happiest person in the world. Of but, course, I, I wondered if Katie Ritter got any bonus points because she actually shared the GIF from um, Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Of course, she did post the uh, the thriller one as well, so yes. that, was, that was a good one. Well, I made a note. I have uh, I have honorable mentions before I award who my winner yeah, is, yeah. but uh, I have honorable mentions. Uh, Christy Groves. Yeah, she got in it. I gave her an honorable mention just because she put the uh, scene from Neighbors 2, Zac Efron shirtless. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously. I, Zac Efron. I mean... This is the complete opposite as uh, of me. They are two completely different men. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> of Tina Fey. But uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, God. 
And then also, uh, yeah, Katie Ritter put the uh, the thriller one on there. I made a mention of that one. Yep. And then uh, Jamie Woods, yeah, or, or as I call him, Jaime Escalante. Yeah, he came in later in the battle. He did. He he, uh, he posted from uh, Dead Alive the uh, lawnmower, oh, <laughs> the yeah. lawnmower scene <laughs> where the main star of the film goes through a pack of zombies with a lawnmower strapped nice. to his chest. So nice. it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Would you have any other honorable mentions before we? Uh, well, I just want to give a shout out to our, our boss, Stephen. <laughs> he, he posted like all of these from the Exorcist, yes. like in a row, <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, "I tried to tell a story with gifts. <laughs> I tried to give storytelling." So, <laughs> and, and I was sold. I was, yeah, you like was right. I was like, you "I did. know what you're doing. Yep. I got you. Excellent job." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, there was one that stood out for me. Yeah, above all the others, I don't know if you have one that you picked for yourself. But I know for me, there was one that stood out from the rest of the pack. It came from Amy Menzi. I used to work yes. with her at Waxworks years ago. And she posted uh, <laughs> she posted a picture. It's a meme of Vlad the Impaler. Yes. The Halloween yard decoration <laughs> champion, 1456 to 1462. <laughs> now, if you guys don't know what that means, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler was known for basically beheading his enemies and putting them on spikes and lining them up outside of like this yeah. castle. So Dracula's based off <laughs> of And him, Dracula basically. is based yeah. off Vlad the Impaler. So Halloween yard decoration champion, 1456 to 1462. <laughs> In my mind, that is the clear-cut winner of the gift battle this year for me. I don't know if you got one that's better, but that is stunning. I um, I, that that is a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I may I may have to agree with you on that one. Actually, oh my god, it was so good. So yeah, that's my clear-cut winner, man. Do you have any other that you want to make note of or uh, yeah? I mean, so Zach Scheller, he he uh, stand true to the show. Posted the uh, what's in the box of course, gift, so, yeah. You know, uh, I feel like that was a that was a good one. But nice man, I, nod to the show. Yeah, I honestly, I think Roger Turner, man, he he was well. Him and Clay both were probably my top picks. I think overall performance, I got to give the nod probably to either Raj or Ross. Yeah, because they were both really stepping up their game. I agree. Yeah, but, they, uh, they definitely overall they had more points. Since I, would I say, deducted so. points from Ross for doing repeats, I got to yeah. give the edge to Raj. I believe on that. Yeah. So good performances though. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. But my clear cut winner, Amy Menzi, with the Vlad the Impaler, awesome. Just yeah. That that is my clear cut winner. So I will say, Michaela Mayo, keep trolling, girlfriend. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him at all. I yeah. actually got got a pretty good laugh, a good chuckle well, out of I your guys' your guys' interaction. You did. <laughs> You son of a... Anyway, <laughs> so that's basically how the gift battle will work. And like I said, uh, later on down the road, when we actually do a full-scale update right, show, right. we're going to do play-by-play. We're going to talk about it. We'll award points. We'll keep a, a like a scoring scale while we're talking about it. And, and, and that'll be a separate show. That'll right, be its right. own thing. Yep. And this is just kind of like a quick little thing to do here on the show. But you get the premise. You get the idea. So look forward to those in the future. And we're going to have a lot of fun with those. And then we've talked about it before. We're gonna give prizes. Yes, we are going to yeah. award prizes. Yeah, it may not be cash prizes. We're sure, very but we're, we're very we're, short on that. We're custom discussing right now what it <laughs> yes. may or may not entail. Exactly. So, but, but I, you guys, it'll have be that worth. To look it'll to. be worth. It'll involved. definitely be worth uh, sitting around, screwing around your phone for a half hour at least. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
So we're going to move on to another segment of the show. Uh, you guys may know that listen to the show. We have an all-access page. Yes, we do. We have It's a secret group, super secret ninja group yep. on our Facebook page. It's called All Access. Basically, we do a thing on here called Get to Know the Duders. Yeah. We just want to know if anybody had any Halloween-themed questions they wanted to ask us for the show since we're recording tonight for our Halloween special. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, jump into our All Access. Man, you give me access. All access? Sweet. All access. You wanted all access? He's getting all access! I'm an all access kind of girl. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh, we, got any, uh, we got any questions from the All Access members? Yeah, so uh, Kyle Mayo, we can always depend on you, my man. He, he came in stellar. pretty strong with a couple of questions. Yeah, he did. And then um, it looks like he's probably hanging out with Luis Hernandez as ah, well. Okay. So he said, hey, there's a question from Luis as well. So All right, let's rapid um, fire these bad yeah, boys. Right, let's see so, what we got. Uh, what's the strangest Halloween costume you've ever worn? <laughs> We used to have a Frankenstein mask, like the monster. Yeah. And I I wore that, but I didn't wear anything else with it. It was just the mask. <laughs> just the mask. <laughs> so it was like Frankenstein in like street clothes. <laughs> I, man, the strangest Halloween costume. Does it have to be on Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, in general. I wore it to my bar mitzvah. <laughs> I've got one that wasn't great. I give Kylie a hard time about it every year. But um, when Nora was a baby, we decided to basically take her out as Boo from Monsters, Inc. Okay. So she had a little sock hat. It was Her aunt had knitted it for her, and it had, like, pigtails built into the sock hat. And, like, you know, so she looked like Boo. And so I was supposed to go as Sully, the big blue guy. Right. And I'm one that if I'm going to dress up and I'm going to do a costume. Here we go. I want to do it. Like, I want to go all out, right? I want to. Yeah. So, needs to say, because of budget constraints, I was stuck with just a blue T-shirt with some purple felt triangles. So, I mean, the the point was it got across, but I was. I don't think it did. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually, I was pretty bummed. I give Kylie a hard time all the time about that. She goes, we didn't have any money. Get off me. That's like, funny. Yeah. funny. Yeah, that's not really the strangest, but the saddest. So. <laughs> okay. All right, so would you rather go camping with Jason Voorhees or trick-or-treating with Michael Byers? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I got to go trick-or-treating with Michael Myers. Yes, I agree. Camping, you just can't trust Jason. Yeah, There's definitely There's no not. way in hell. Definitely not. You go with Michael Myers on the trick-or-treating extravaganza. Basically, what's going to happen is the door's going to open. Yeah. They're going to see him, drop the bowl, and take off running. Right, yeah. Free candy. Yeah. Boom. And he, he'll keep his mouth shut the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Not, not a talker, that guy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you're right. Jason Voorhees, man. No, Especially no. out in the woods. That's his element. No, thank you. Hails so. to the no. Yeah. <laughs> all right, pumpkin carving, yeah or nay? Yes. Yes? I enjoy pumpkin carving. It's messy as all hell, but it's fun to do. Especially yeah. when you try and do something that's got like a lot of detail and yes. whatnot. Yeah. I gotten into recently doing the whole shaving the pumpkin, yeah, cleaning to, the inside yep, out yep. real thin, and then yep. shaving the outside and putting a big light inside of it. That yeah. way, that's fun to do, too. Yeah. I enjoy getting into the the pumpkin carving. Past couple of years, we really haven't. But yeah, I'm with you. Actually, I did one year. Did talk about Monsters Inc. earlier, but like did Mike Wazowski. You have an unhealthy pumpkin. obsession with that. I movie. really do. I really do. I, now that <laughs> we mention it, because I You've my favorite that movie. I don't know how many times. And my my favorite coffee mug used to be a Monsters University coffee mug. So yeah, I think I have this subconscious love for Monsters uh, Inc. Not really subconscious. It's out there. <laughs> it's pretty much in the forefront. <laughs> You could probably go back in the archives. And oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Luis Hernandez asked, what's your favorite fall drink? 
favorite fall drink. Mm-hmm. Probably just from the gas station, a French vanilla latte or coffee. When it starts getting cold out, like it is now, that's really the only thing. I mean, I like hot chocolate yeah. every once in a while, but yeah. that French vanilla, there's something about that, man. It's just delicious. Dude, I just like good coffee. Yeah. Probably my, coffee my fall style. drink. Uh, although the, what is it, salted caramel... Mocha, um, it's kind of tasty too. So yeah, you like all kinds of coffees. I do, I do. Everything coffee. Yeah. So if you were in a horror movie, would you play the part of a the killer, <laughs> b the first victim, <laughs> c the hero, d law enforcement, e the killer's accomplice, f the random pet that gets killed. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I'm either going to be the first victim or the random pet that gets killed. Well, I'm going to have to pull a page from my uh, favorite movie, Monsters, Inc. No, I'm just kidding. Here we go. Wow. Everything comes full circle. No, I'm totally kidding on that. But I would have to choose probably the killer's accomplice. Is that twisted? That's kind of twisted. That is twisted. That's dark. Yeah. You've been dark this whole episode. I am. What is wrong with you? You need a hug? Uh, Well, uh, (laughs) no. (laughs) From you? I was saying no. (laughs) No, I mean, obviously, to play the hero would be nice, but what did you say? I'd probably be the first victim. I don't have cardio, and if there's any running involved. Yeah, that's true. We covered that. Heroes have to be good looking. We covered that. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? That Heroes have to be good looking. We covered that. Did you think I would notice, Jim? I do the edits, remember? I hear everything. I'm coming for you. Last year yeah. on the Trick or Treat special That's that right. we did when we answered questions, we don't run. Zombie yeah. Apocalypse. I I don't run yeah. at all. I'm good for about eight feet. Yeah. Beyond that, uh, I'm just first victim material all the way. Yeah, I'd probably be the random pet now that I think about it more. <laughs> Cool deal. Yeah. All access members, you know, we're going to put that post out there from time to time. So you guys that are in there, you know, stay posted to that. And, uh, you know, we have questions that we need you guys to ask us, you know, feel free, dive in. It can be anything. I mean, these are more Halloween themed because of the episode. But any other time we post it out there or any time in general when you're in all access, you got a question, something you want answered on the show, go ahead and throw it out there. We'll answer it on there. We don't care. Anything. anything. Ask us about cars, TVs, uh, vacationing. Right. Backpacking in Peru. Yeah. I don't know anything about any of those things. But we will totally give you I an will answer. totally give you a straight up yeah. answer. Literally, we are open books. So just ask us. <laughs> ask us anything. That's right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next part of the show. We are a movie review podcast. That's what we do here on the show. This is this is true. We talk about movies. We, we do. enjoy movies. We do. We focus mainly on movies that I have never seen that I should have already seen. Yes. But we also like to talk about current movies or maybe just movies that we wanted to see. Yeah. So Let's just go ahead and dive into movie talk. Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? I just want to watch my movie. Found out today that that is one of Todd Trout's favorite little snippets of the show. Yeah. Loves that. That and the uh, Chris Tucker. What the hell did you just say? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, Jim. Usually I throw it to you. I'm going to kick us off this time. I think you should. I'm going to do it right I now. I think you should. My show, damn it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, your, it's your fault we started this. Hey, you shut up. You are just as guilty as I am. No, I, I am. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Have you seen any good movies lately? I've seen a movie. Okay. 
<laughs> My, how the tables have turned. I went and saw Venom. You did. I did. Now, on the update, you kind of trashed it a little. A little bit. Just yeah. just based off the trailer, yeah, I did. Okay, I was well, a little harsh with it. But all right, lay it on us, man. The Venom. girls wanted to go see it, and I, I was like, let, yeah, let's go see it. We'll go watch it. Yeah. I only have just a handful of notes here. I wrote down, it started out great. But it lost steam quickly. Okay. When you talk about comic books right. and comic book characters and the superhero <laughs> aspect and all that stuff, yeah. there's certain expectations when you go see a film like that. Right. It delivered on those aspects. Okay. Dialogue and plot points throughout the whole entire thing, just lackluster, man. Just weak. I expected a lot more just based on the character. And I think we've touched on it before. Yeah. You said if you're going to do Venom, do Venom. Right. Go hard R, a la Logan. Yeah. Do the movie that you're supposed to do with the character that it is. Right. And they didn't do that. They could have, probably should have, yeah. honestly. I just felt like interaction between the main characters was weak. The overall concept of the story arc was kind of weak as well. Okay. Uh, it, it just it kept falling flat for me as it went on. The action was really good. And yeah. the CGI was great. The interaction between the, the main character and the quote-unquote Venom character, pretty cool. Yeah. Funny. Okay. Had a lot of funny bits in yeah. it. But overall, just kind of weak. A lot of people kind of trashed it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was horrible. It wasn't bad. Like, real, real bad. Okay. It would probably be about a three on our scale for so me. So it was, it was entertaining, but It not... was entertaining, but it, it's not something that I would rush out to go see again. Sure. I'm not buying the DVD when it comes out. Right. Yeah. It was okay. I enjoyed Tom Hardy in the role. Tom Hardy's great, but I felt like the writing and the script didn't do any services for him whatsoever. Right. Yeah. And there was only so much that he could do to lift it up. Right. That's it's so unfortunate. We've talked about that before that like, you know, you have good actors, but man, if it's just I mean, if the writing's not good, it's not good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could have a multi-million dollar budget right. and if you have a horrible script, it's just unfortunate to start it off and then kick it off. It sounds like it didn't do super Yeah. Great. Well, like I said, I was into the story at the very beginning. Sure. But then it got into the comic book portion of the film and gotcha. then it just kind of they're like okay let's just let the comic stuff take over now gotcha. let's not worry about storytelling let's not worry about character dynamics or anything right. like that or character interaction and, and evolution let's just do a comic book movie now gotcha. and it was like really you had me you so had me right you for like the first in and for like you... the first half hour you had me man and then yeah. you let me go it's kind of kind a bummer of, kind of upset you should be extremely afraid what the hell are you talk we go back and forth we'll trade off on the films you know you'll talk yeah. about one i'll talk about one or whatever but we're gonna do something a little bit different every once in a while you have films that you haven't seen that you probably should have already seen right you need to do your homework i, I do so we're gonna have jim's homework assignment i got a little homework assignment for you is this your homework larry i have too much homework is this your homework larry we know it's his fucking homework dude did you finish homework i hope so but you'll see so, Jim, yes, you had a homework assignment. I did. So we we talked about this beforehand. We didn't mention it on the show, but we right. talked about it off mic. There's a horror film or two, maybe right. five, that you haven't seen that right. you probably should have already seen. Right. So we decided yeah. to go ahead and do a homework assignment. Yeah, it is Halloween. Special. It is Halloween special. Yeah, I left it up to you. We I we kind of talked about it, and narrowed it down to two choices. Yes, you never told me which one you were doing. Right. I didn't want you to. I wanted to be surprised. Right. Your choices were Halloween, the original, the original, Halloween, the original which we had talked about on the last. We talked about Halloween last special, year, yeah, literally a year ago. Exactly. You hadn't seen the original Halloween, right? And then your other choice was 
the new release of Stephen it, King's It. It. The yeah. one that I have placed on an elevated plateau. Yeah, you have elevated that, it above yeah, the dude. above the dude what five ranking. So what was your choice? Well, I thought, you know what? I've had a year to get my homework done. Yeah. I probably should do it. So I decided to watch Halloween. Hey! All right! <laughs> Cool deal, cool deal. Yeah, so it's kind of funny, actually. So I happen to see Kyle Mayo on Wednesday. Uh, We start talking, and he's like, oh, man, have you seen Halloween yet? And, like, all this. And I was like, oh, crap. I have homework due. Like, (laughs) so so I got home that night, and I sat down and watched it. It was on Amazon Prime. Okay. Put it on, and... All right, so you got the original one, the original John Carpenter classic. Yes, original 1978 John Carpenter Halloween. Okay, so initial thoughts of the original Halloween, go. Uh... Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will no, I will say this. So the one thing that stood out to me immediately was obviously the music. Of course. Yeah. Uh, it almost to me it was too much and wasn't necessarily appropriate all the time. Okay. I mean John Carpenter films are kind of known for using music especially back in the 70s like right. all of that. So I tried to kind of push that aside on that element. Okay. The film as a whole overall it felt like a modern-day slasher film. Do you mean that in a good way or a bad yeah, way? Yeah, so I mean as far as, like, camera tricks and angles and, like, right. there's just a lot of the direction of the film as yeah. far as visually or the shots that he was getting, he did really well right. with. And, I mean, you can see why that kind of set the precedent for other slasher films. Right. And you can see almost, there's a lot that I saw in it that I was like, okay, I feel like this is in this film and this, you know, like, right. there's a lot yeah. of people pull from that oh absolutely i think it did set the standard and raise the bar up to a certain height that people needed to elevate their game to if they're going to do a horror film slasher film i felt like in the original halloween carpenter did a very good job of creating suspense not only with the story but with his lighting his camera angles the music could be overpowering at times but overall the building of the suspense was good yeah and honestly the music for me was just more of a minor critique I I mean in the long run I thought there's just moments I'm like man that scene would have been better if there wasn't any music right it would have built that suspense just a little more I will say like from the storytelling standpoint I thought it was a good story like I had to keep reminding myself because like this is not necessarily the standard if you will like we've gotten better right with with film right So I had to keep reminding myself, like, okay, this is like every other slasher film, because this is the original. Trying to put myself in the viewer's seat for back in the 70s. From that time frame. And the more and more I thought about it, I was like, man, if I was a person watching this film in 1978, that would be terrifying. because, And that's the key, I think. The idea of a killer who has no reason. Yeah. Because we don't know. We don't know why he just started killing. You don't know the reason exactly. As the movie is unfolding, it's like, okay, he's indiscriminately killing. He's just killing. He's a killing machine. He's in the suburbs. And, you know, you think about in that time period, like the suburbs was the big thing. That's where everybody was moving to. Yeah. Right. And he's not talking. No. And and literally, he's he's just killing people. So, yeah. If you pluck yourself from modern day now. Right. And plop yourself yourself down in the the little suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's terrifying. Yeah. It is. The, The concept and the execution. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> right, right. Is it is terrifying, and I think that's the key for people who go back and watch films from another era, another time. Right. I think that's the main thing. You need to be able to apply your thinking to that time frame of thinking. Right. I mean, even with something like we talked about with Casablanca, so old of a movie, right. but 
put yourself in that time frame and watch the movie and, and, and appreciate it for the time that it came out. Yeah. And it makes it easier for you to digest the film and understand it and enjoy it. Yeah. I, I had a few other notes. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so the point of view technique and the, the camera, you know, the filming style, I kind of talked about that. That was yeah. all good. Yeah, the biggest hang-up I had was basically the music. I, I will say, like, there was only the one scene that, for me wasn't very believable okay and it kind of pulled me out a little bit and it was when they were going to pick up michael myers and i think they probably suffered from what dirty harry suffered from with the filming in the dark right my guess so there was kind of that moment where the the car is going off the road and just is like where's the doctor at like you you just see him like at the gate like just talking on the phone or whatever and you know it's like wait he didn't hear the sound of smashing glass (laughs) and a woman screaming and a car wrecking and he's just like oh Oh, he got away, you know. So that part, I was a little like, "Come on, man!" But <laughs> and so I was a little frustrated with that. But then I was like, "Okay, again, pull a frustrating back. plot point, right?" But then again, you know, not, not seeing it for the first time yeah. in that era would have been acceptable, scary, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, then like I kind of like with the the needle to the neck, I got a little frustrated with that near the end. And then I realized, like, okay, you know, there's just a few points where they were trying to kill him. Yeah. And I was like, eh. I mean, he just picked up a German shepherd and crushed his, its throat. So, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, we don't condone animal cruelty here at Dude What? No, we don't. <laughs> I don't know. But overall, yeah, overall, I thought it was a good movie. Okay. I could see why a lot of people like this. Right. And quite honestly, I look at it from a marketing standpoint, too. That was the other thing I was going to say. The marketing of it was... Brilliant. I mean, you call the movie Halloween. Duh. Right. But I, I could see that being played like in at a Halloween party, just in the background. Right. Kind yeah. of deal. So overall, you thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And um, I think the creation of who, who Michael Myers, the concept of him, yeah. um, I have more of an understanding now gotcha. of why he's such an icon. Gotcha. Right? Like why he's so iconic. Makes sense now. And so as far as ranking goes on our scale, right? what would you say your ranking would be? I would probably give it a four. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Playing a dude. Which is actually now that I think about it seems kind of appropriate. It's very appropriate, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So you give it a four, a Tropic Thunder treatment. Yeah. That's cool. That's that's a fair assessment. Yeah, I wouldn't give it a five. I would give it a four. There's certain aspects about it, uh, storytelling, plot points, things like that, that do detract it a little bit. Sure. But it's still an iconic film. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not the turd known as Friday the 13th. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) <laughs> Hell to the no, Jim. My goodness. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. All right, well, cool deal, man. Um, 
glad you finally got to mark that one off your list. Yeah. Your own personal dude what list. So right. that's good. We'll transition now yeah. from one scary story in Halloween with Michael Myers to another scary story. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have some stories that you would like to share with the fans of uh, you. Uh, so we're doing people. this. Huh? Yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this. That's and this great. is in uh, honor of our boss, Mr. Stephen A. Turner. He is such a fan of story time with Jim. <laughs> You guys want to hear a real, legit, scary story? No, absolutely not, Jim. It's nice and spooky. Fine, fine. Go ahead. And now, story time with Jim. So, <laughs> so oh, this so is story good. time with Jim. Friday night special here on the Halloween special of the Dude What Movie Review Podcast. Oh uh, we were talking beforehand before we decided to put this show together, and you were saying you had some stories about times you had scared people and i was like don't tell me we'll save it for the show so jim the floor is yours yeah so um i don't like getting scared and i dish it out but yeah well and then it. i i think as i've gotten older i like i don't necessarily like scaring people either because you know the idea of getting beat up or shot or something you know but <laughs> but i actually the story that i was going to tell you yeah I had forgotten all about it. Okay. And then my mom and sister came to town recently. Right. And we were talking about last year's Halloween special because my sister, Laura, has been like, she's been listening to shows here and there. Right. And I was like, well, have you heard the Halloween special? She goes, no. So I started playing the intro for her, you know, and so we were just talking about like being scared and like all this. And so she said, well, don't you remember the, the time that you scared me? And then she started retelling the story. And I was like, holy crap. Yes, I do remember now that you reminded me. Yeah, so this was actually the house. This is a way callback that uh, we lived in where... Actually, it was right next door to the house that I lived in where I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Time and, like, was terrified yeah. and all that. So my sister was having a slumber party. She had some friends over, and they decided they were going to watch The Ring. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think my buddy I Matt... I think I know where this is going. <laughs> Go ahead. So my buddy Matt and I, we, we you know, we decided to like go get some dinner or something like that. We, right. we left. Yeah. And so we were like, you know what? We've got to mess with these girls. Of course. Because that's yeah. what big brothers do, right? So we ended up coming back. Like I parked down the street. We kind of walked, you know, like snuck up to the house. Started kind of like scratching at the window. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. You know? And then um, I was like, dude, give me your phone. <laughs> Because like, we could kind of see where they were at. Right. And in, so, in the film. Yes. Right. So in the moment, the film where the phone was ringing, I called them. No. <laughs> From my friend's phone. They didn't know the number, obviously. Right. And all I did was like, seven days. <laughs> and then you just hear shrieks throughout the house. Like, ah! It was... Dude, it was so good. It was so good. But I had forgot about that. My sister was like, I didn't forget about it. Like, Oh, <laughs> God. I bet she had nightmares for years. Probably still in therapy probably over still it. does. That explains a lot about our relationship. <laughs> no, I guarantee I think it. About it. Remember the whole trust thing, Jim? I can trace it back to this night. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> for you. <laughs> Story time with Jim. That is going to be a future segment here on the show. I mean, it's sponsored by Stephen A. Turner of the Homer's Radio Network. All right. So let's do what we're here to do. 
This is our Halloween special. We're having a lot of fun. Yeah. But we are a movie review podcast. That's, right. that's what we, we do. Are. We give you a new way to look at some of your old favorites, and that's basically through the eyes of a man who has never watched it. <laughs> Being mainly you. That would be moi. Yes, right <laughs> over here. And so it is the Halloween season. This is our Halloween special. And so, of course, we got to watch a scary movie. Yeah. A movie, more specifically, that I have never seen that I should have already seen. Usually whenever we do these specials like this, uh, I don't give you any kind of idea of what we're doing. No, right. no choices, no categories. The category is Halloween. Right. So you already know it's going to be some form of a scary film. We're just going to go ahead and ask the question. Oh, what's in the box? We really should... <laughs> Oil that box up, <laughs> right? It's funny it only gets squeakier on this time of year. Pretty much, yeah. All right, Brian, what's in the box, man? I'll go ahead and check it out. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the black streamers the back. Black death streamers are back, and there's a white ghost. There is a ghost in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was gonna put a head in there. It's like last year, like I was. I think there was like going to be a head in here. And I was like, damn it. But no, I couldn't find you a couldn't head. couldn't find a head. But I put year. the little ghost in there. So, But yeah, nice. I brought back the Death Streamers. And so there you go. Find out what movie. Dude, this is like a, it's a store-bought. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Brian Sunder. Yeah. yeah, it's true. You've never seen A Nightmare on Elm Street. I have never seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street. What is your damn problem? <laughs> Have you seen any of them? Okay, all right. Let's clarify here, all right? Because you're, we're talking about the first one. We're talking, okay, first of all, uh, yeah. let me ex- describe the box for our listeners. Yeah. So this is the eight-disc movie yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street collection. This is the collection that I, I, I picked up for uh, Caitlin, my oldest stepdaughter, okay. for a birthday gift because uh, she loves horror films. Okay. And so I bought her the eight-pack Nightmare on Elm Street collection. Which I'm and, seeing a theme where you're getting because you bought Friday the 13th. You bought a collection of yes, those. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen the original Okay. Um, I've caught bits and pieces on TV. He did not just... Did you just say that? <laughs> Sorry. Bits and I, pieces, bits, yeah. <laughs> bits and pieces. Could resist. I've caught some of this on TV throughout the years, but I can't honestly say that I've ever watched it from beginning to end because I, I know that I haven't. I remember one scene, and I think it's from the first one, where he's in an alley and he's raking his, his glove across like a fence or something okay. like that. Yeah. I think it's in the first... I'm not sure. I'm really not 100% sure. I have seen the remake... That came out probably eight, nine, ten years ago. Okay. They did a, a reboot of it. Okay. But I have not seen the original. No. I can't honestly say that I've seen the original. Well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's one that has eluded me. And it's one of those things, honestly, we've talked about this before, where you've seen enough bits and pieces yeah. of maybe a franchise, and you think, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. But when I really got thinking about the movie itself, I'm like, no, no, I haven't. I haven't Never watched this one. Never seen the original. Never seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So, wow. and, and whenever I was, I was trying to figure out what movie I wanted to do for this special. And I was like, duh, we got to do that one. Well, sure. Yeah. I'll be honest, man. I'm excited to watch it because it has been so long. Since you've seen it. Yeah. Since I've seen it. But you know you've seen it for yes. sure. Wow. Yeah. So Cool. So that's what we're going to do right now here on the Dude What Movie Review Podcast. We're going to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street because I've never seen it. I have no wow. excuses. I need to see it. We have to do this. We have to right this wrong tonight, Jim. Tonight. Let's do it. Me and you, tonight. So that's what we're going to do. If for whatever reason you're a loser like myself and you have never seen A Nightmare on Elm Street, 
Freddy Krueger. Icon. Icon. He was a one seed in our tournament last year, for God's sake. That's right. If you've never seen this film, hit pause on the podcast right now. Go get A Nightmare on Elm Street. Sit down. Watch it. Get a big bowl of popcorn. Turn off all the lights. Cuddle up under a blanket. Maybe keep that light on in the hallway. You don't want anybody to sneak up on you. That's you know? true. Yeah, that's true. And make sure your back is against you know something. You don't right. want anything behind you. If you yeah. got like space behind the couch, push that couch up against the wall, man. You don't want anybody sneaking up behind that's you. True. That's true. So watch the film. Come back on the back half with us. We're going to talk about it. Compare notes. See how I feel about this classic, quote unquote classic. We'll find out here in a minute if it's a classic. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. We're going to go watch it right now, and we will see you guys on the back half. She had a nightmare that someone was trying to kill her. That's why we were there, Mom. She just didn't want to sleep alone. Please, God. This is God. I don't know who he is, but he's burned. And he wears a weird hat and a red and green sweater, really dirty. And he uses these knives like giant fingernails. Hey, Nancy. No running in the hallway. You want to know who Fred Krueger was? He was a filthy child murderer who killed at least 20 kids in the neighborhood. It drove us crazy when we didn't know who it was. But it was even worse after they caught him. What's the coroner got? Something like a razor was the weapon, but nothing was found at the scene. <laughs> Come to Freddy. All the crusades. But I thought it was just another nightmare, like the one I had the night before. It was this guy. He had knives for fingers. What did you do, Mother? A bunch of us parents tracked him down after they let him out. We found him in an old abandoned boiler room where he used to take his kids. We took gasoline, poured it all around the place, and made a trail of it out the door. Then lit the whole thing up and watched it burn. Oh, God, I could be bounded in a nutshell and call myself a king of infinite space. Were it not that I have bad dreams. This is just a dream. He isn't real. He isn't real. This is not a dream. We are back. <laughs> we are back. Are you sure? Yes. I don't know. Should I burn yeah. my arm real quick? No. Okay. Whew. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Knock that off your list. Yeah. Hollywood Halloween horror classic. The icon that is Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Which yep. he was called Fred Krueger. Yes. Actually, this, this is the only one out of the whole series where that he's called, called Fred, Fred Krueger. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And actually, just fun fact, right off the jump, yeah. his name and basically his hat were based off of some things that kind of terrorized him as a kid. Wes Craven. Yes. Really? Yeah. So like he, in elementary school, there was a bully named Freddie. Hmm. Yeah. And then there was a, a neighborhood drunk who had a hat like that. The tattered, beat up yes. hat. Yes. 
and it just always scared him anytime he'd see the guy. So, oh. just, so there's a lot of interesting things about this film. I think that he pulled from right uh, its original story and stuff. Obviously, that's but, cool. Um, but anywho, uh, let's let me ask you this: Who died better? <laughs> Johnny Depp or Kevin Bacon? Oh, Johnny Depp died way better. His death scene was way cooler. Very intense. Clearly, they they shot that by creating the room and just flipping it upside down, and then using special camera tricks there. With that. I mean, you could I could tell just from just yeah, watching just it. The- as far as who had a cooler death or what was a better death, Johnny Depp for sure. Kevin yeah. Bacon's, his was just logistically not possible. We discussed that before. Yeah, that, right, the whole right. arrow through the chest. I mean, yeah. that takes a lot of effort going through the bed, through the back, through yeah. the chest and all that stuff. No, right. that's just... Fun fact, over 500 gallons of fake blood was used. I, I don't and doubt it at most all. Most of it, I think, was in Johnny Depp's death. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> And you're right, they did flip the room upside down to right. film it, and then they basically poured the fake blood out of, you know, through the ceiling. Kind of it thing. looked good, though. Yeah. I, I will say, that looked really cool. Yeah. The effect, just the way they did it, because it really made it look like the bed was just, like, erupting with blood. Yeah. Did a really good job with that. Yeah. All right, so I guess what are your, your initial thoughts and stuff of the film? Well, it's kind of hard to do, like, an initial thought on, like, concept, because I already know the concept. You, you kind of already knew going yeah, into it. Yeah, all that. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know if we touched on it before we went to go watch the movie, but I think you had asked, I don't know if I fully answered it or not. Obviously, we had the whole collection that was in the box. Right. I haven't seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Right. But I know I have seen a number of them. Right. Probably, I would say, out of the eight film collection that was in there, I've probably seen four or five of them. It's just a, a matter of trying to pinpoint which ones. Sure. So, with regards to, like, initial reaction to this one the original one obviously cool concept and it's a great concept i mean the idea of just someone so horrific haunting your dreams and killing you within your dreams i mean it's just trippy as all hell i mean it's really cool concept going back and watching the original i don't feel like they did enough to build the legend of right. the Freddy Krueger character, yeah. the Fred Krueger character. Right. Yeah, it's almost like they jumped right in, didn't they? They, they really did. I l- actually loved how it started. Yeah. That it was, boom, already in a dream. Right. So you get this, like, what the hell's going on kind right. of thing. Yeah, like, which you get when you're in a dream. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the disorientation of it all. I did like that a lot. I thought that was pretty cool. I made a note, like, early on, good lighting and cool visuals right from the jump. But the idea of creating the lore and the legend of right. Freddy Krueger yeah. within the story, I didn't feel like they did a really good job of that at all. Yeah, uh, it was just kind of like kind of ho hum how his, how he's explained how he came to be. Yeah. It's just kind of weak. Yeah, which I know later on in some of the other films they kind of unpack that a right. little more. But no, you're right. Like with an introduction to a character like Freddy here, right? I think they did an okay job of like revealing who he was later on. But you're right though, they didn't build it. Yeah. around that. It yeah, kinda, it was just kind of weak. Yeah. Um, I will say that in the remake, the reboot that they did, which was eight, nine years ago, yeah. that film was panned. A lot of people didn't like it. It's just kind of one of those things where you, you try and improve on the original, and then people yeah. just kind of spit it out. They don't want it because they've got their heart set on the original. Right, right. Uh, I well, will Craven s- himself didn't even like the remake. Oh, really? Yeah. For me personally, having watched both of them now, right. I thought they did a hell of a lot better job in the remake really? of explaining the Freddy Krueger character, building that legend and seeing how that legend came to be yeah. and actually seeing that back history because you get the story in this first one, the original one about how the families came together and burned up Freddy and you know yeah. and, and so I mean we all know that story. Well, in the remake, 
you see that. Yeah. You see how that unfolded. And so it gives you a glimpse into the, the history and the legend of this character. Yeah. So, And I think that's why I like, in a sense, I think I like reboots and remakes because I feel like they're taking the original story and beefing it up. That's sure, why sure. I like the Rob Zombie Halloween remake. Right. Over the original Halloween, because the character Michael Myers, you need to know where that came from. How did that come to be? And you get that in the Rob Zombie one. So that's kind of like a nitpick thing for me. It's like a a, a really strong talking point as far as this film. Which is, it's interesting that you, I mean, I understand why you like the the reboots, and but they've had years to build on the story to then create the reboot. So I'm sure it it better be better than the original. Well, I mean, yeah. But I mean, if you go off commercial success, then, you know, it's not going to be the same because people are going to make that comparison. Sure. And it's kind of like the uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas effect kind of thing where you have your original and it's what is found a place in your heart and mind. Right. And you try and touch that and people are like, no, 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 don't you mess with that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the issue was with A Nightmare on Elm Street. People just know it's Freddy Krueger. You know, Robert England has put his stamp on that character. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to picture anyone else doing that. Right. Michael Myers is a little bit different yeah. just because there's no you face. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, anybody of that build. Right. Kind of the same way with Jason Voorhees, but yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I can see why people would be protective yeah. of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but with regard to this story, it could have been better. It really could have been better. I mean, you started off with a badass concept and to a degree executed on it over the course of the film, but there's a lot of things that were left to be desired. Yeah. So you're talking about Robert England playing Freddy. Actually, in the opening scene where he's making the knives, that wasn't Robert England. Oh, really? That was the costume director. Oh, I guess like because he had to actually make he had to actually make so they were just recording him making more or less make the uh, the glove yeah and originally it was going to be like fishing knives like knives for uh, fishing okay but um, I think because of the length or something with them didn't work out so they ended up using steak knives but okay uh, with it so huh. talking about the glove because obviously it's iconic oh right? yeah of yeah. course you got the chainsaw and the leather face yep. you got the uh, hockey mask with Jason and then the mask of Michael Myers, and yeah. you got the glove with Freddy. Yeah, and so uh, part of Wes Craven's thing was that he wanted to have a specialty weapon right. that was different from like the machete or the, the knife and stuff. So that right. He wanted to try to find something different. And so I think he was doing some studying and stuff on like just animals and people's primal fear of like being attacked and being mauled by a bear right or a, right you know and so and then i guess in the meantime as he's thinking about that he looks over and he sees his cat like kind of extend its claws out and so that's kind of what inspired huh. him to create this glove you know talking about being attacked or mauled by a, an animal like look at a bear like a grizzly bear yeah they're big freaking bear hand it's got those razor sharp claws on the end of yeah. it. I mean, it's reminiscent. It's there. I don't know. I, th- I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. And also, the whole concept, even of the story, was loosely based on the fact that there were refugees that were dying in their sleep. Really? Yeah. Like basically, they were having nightmares and things of that nature. That so it, it something kind of like night terrors, maybe something to where they cause yeah, a heart attack like, or something. I, I'm not fully aware, but I guess like again, Wes Craven, like it was in the news more or less, and right. he took that concept and ran with it. Right? Huh. It was inspired by. By true events, if you will, from that aspect. They should have stamped that on the, the right, trailer. Right. Inspired by true events. What the <laughs> hell happened? 
<laughs> right? And another thing, he was originally supposed to be a child molester, but there was something going on in L.A. or wh- wherever he was. Something like at. that was going yeah, on. something like that was going on when this film was about to come well, out. So they changed it, but then the the reboot... The reboot, he is a child he molester. He is child Yeah, because he yeah. is a like a gardener or a handyman at like a daycare, basically, yeah. and it is just like a hunting ground for him. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. It adds a dimension too, by the way, when you watch the reboot. I bet when they make yeah, when like, they just make that that little tweak in the story yeah. of what he is, it makes it dark, like really, really, really dark. dark. Yeah. yeah, I imagine so. I'm just throwing all kinds of fun stuff at you. <laughs> the other thing, so his sweater. What do you think of his sweater? I mean, it's, it's the sweater, man. Right. There were scenes where it just did look weird. It did look weird. <laughs> it looked a little weird. Yeah. So there, it was looked a, a little big. Like were, maybe he, like there was a couple scenes where. I assume it's Robert England, but it kind of looked like maybe a stunt double who was like yeah. shorter yeah. and it just looked big and he looked weird. I don't know. It's just, but I mean, yeah, I mean, iconic. It, it, I mean, it's the, the glove, the hat, the sweater, it all goes together. Right. It's, it's the ensemble. You yeah. Know? That's what it is. Yeah. So you, it was originally gonna be red and yellow. Ugh. Right. No. That's too bright. Right. That's kind of weird. But uh, I guess Wes Craven had read a a scientific study from like American Scientific or something like that. Yeah. That was talking about those two colors together. Yeah. It kind of gives this um, instability or this, it kind of messes with you psychologically a little bit. Yeah. Because they don't, they kind of clash, right? They don't really go well. Right. Like that particular color and stuff. So he intentionally chose those colors to just kind of add to the whole. It works. Yeah. Because it's like a dingy green. You know, it's like the traditional red, but then like a dingy green and it's just, it is, it's kind of offsetting. You look at it and it's like, I mean, when, yeah, when you think about it and you're looking at it, you're like, something just doesn't jive with that right at all. So yeah, that was was an intentional choice to, I love the scene in the school. Yeah. When the hall monitor yeah. is wearing it and she's got the glove. Yeah. I thought that visual was cool because this concept of Freddie just popping up wherever. Wherever, yeah. That's a note that I made because I said it had good lighting and cool visuals and stuff, but I actually kind of felt like the best effects in this film were the ones where Freddie wasn't even in it. Kind of like harking back to Jaws. Right. It's almost like less is more. If you don't see the monster, it's more terrifying. Right. So Freddy actually only has seven minutes of screen time. Right. It works, doesn't it? (laughs) It works, but I feel like he could have been on screen less. Even even I mean, and what makes me say that is the scene with uh, Tina, the first kill. Yeah. She goes outside and she's in the alley, you know, and he ends up chasing her down. Well, you got all these kind of cheesy effects, like everything leading up to that. Because I had just written down good lighting, cool visuals right, right before that. And yeah. then you see these cheesy, stupid effects. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, that just ruined that. Right. I mean, it's, again, one of those things I feel like less is more. Like when he cuts sure. the finger off, it was so, it was silly. Yeah. It was just silly. Yeah. They didn't need to do that. Yeah. They could have done just a little bit less than that. It almost had a feeling of like they had a special effects supervisor who was like, hey, I can do this. Right. Because of the time. It's like, check out this technology we got. Oh, cool. Let's throw that in there. Yeah. No, you didn't need that. Yeah. You really didn't need it. It's like, hey, look what I can do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what all do you have over on your notes? I got a bunch of weird, random things. I did notice uh, Johnny Depp's acting. This yeah. is You said this is his debut, right? Yeah, this is a film debut. I thought he was actually really good. Yeah. I felt like he was... The calming influence in the middle of a sea of just terrible acting. Yeah. 
You know what the irony of that is? What? He was chosen by Wes Craven's daughter. It was between him and some other guy, and he was trying to figure out who he's going to cast for that role. And he asked his daughter, and she goes, well, that, he looks a little more dreamy. And so he said, all right. Not to say that Johnny Depp's career was because Wes Craven's daughter just liked him a little more. Kind of sounds like it. But it very possibly could be. <laughs> but, I mean, look at the film for what it is. It's yeah. a slasher horror film. Yeah. Not a lot is expected right. from you within that construct as far as an actor, especially being your first acting gig or yeah. your first big acting gig, I guess. You're just eye candy, really, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but... I was just watching him in the scenes, like dialogue, just the way he delivered dialogue, the, his mannerisms, his, the facial expressions, just his body language. Yeah. I felt like even though this was his first official motion picture acting gig, yeah. he seemed light years ahead of everyone else that was right. in the scenes that he was with. No, I agree. I mean, I it's agree. just, and it's just little stuff. I mean, just little bit. You go back and watch, just watch his dialogue, just yeah. the way he delivers lines. It's crazy that he was already good at that level. Right. I was very much impressed. Surprise. By yeah. I was surprised. Surprised and impressed by it because it was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool to see that. And I mean, he's a great actor anyway. So yeah. Yeah. I guess it's one of those things where if you have it in you, you have it. Um, questionable shots, transitions, just weird transitions. Yeah. A couple edits were a little weird. A couple edits were just kind of off. Yeah. Uh, weird shot, like transitions from one scene to another where it just like the screen would go black and then pop into another scene. It's like, okay, yeah. just kind of weird. It was almost kind of like watching a TV movie. I made a, a note. I wrote in quotes, ah, the stupidity of teenage horror characters. <laughs> How often do we see dumb teenage horror characters Oh, what's that noise? Let me go outside. Yeah. It's usually after sex. Yeah, yeah, having a wild, crazy time. Which no teenager has sex like that. Let me just put that. All right, look, I'm putting that out there right now. All right, that's <laughs> bullshit. All right, it's absolute BS. Nobody has wild, crazy sex like that when you're a teenager. Yeah. I, I'm just throwing it out there yeah, right now. No, you don't have to comment. You no, don't have to no, back it up. Right, I'm right. I'm saying no. It's more awkwardness and fidgeting and what the hell are we doing and are your parents listening? It's more of that. That was like a porn soundtrack. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I feel like there was maybe a little tinge of humor that was added throughout. I'm assuming that was probably intentional, but... I don't know. I just... I think they were just like, go do a sex scene. You know, we, we need sex sounds. And right. they're like, take it to the nth degree. And it's right. like... Come on, dude. Really? <laughs> Whatever. It's bullshit. It's terrible. I felt like the secondary characters were weak as far as their acting skills. Yeah. Delivering lines just kind of felt forced a lot of times. But, I mean, then again, it's slasher film, horror film... Look at the time. What was this? 80, whatever. 84. 84. Yeah. So not a lot of expectation on it. With something like this, I'm more focused on the story and the concept and how well they mesh and if they're executed. With that being said, <laughs> weak-ass ending. I just yeah. felt the ending was just kind of, hey, how should we end this? And then they just threw that together. I agree. Like, um, Yeah. But apparently that was kind of an issue between Craven and, I don't know if it's his main producer. Oh, really? Because... Oh, this should be interesting. He wanted to end it more violently. Wes Craven? Yes. It like, basically where Freddy was driving the car. Like, it turned into Freddy driving kind of thing. It should have ended violently, yeah. but not like that. Yeah. That's... And so... that the, Even you telling me that sounds corny as hell. Yeah. He wanted it more to stay kind of more violently, and then I guess the producer wanted it more of a nice ending kind of thing. And so they tried to compromise, and that's what they got at the end was what they got. 
Right. It it the compromise obviously it affects the film. Yeah. Yeah. It was cheesy as shit. Way. Like the whole top on the the convertible popping over and it's the colors of his sweater and Yeah. It was just lame. Like the car itself is Freddy, right? It's lame, yeah. man. It's just lame. Yeah. The whole thing where she's like, I want my mom back, I want my friends back, and then she basically she's saying she's not afraid of him, she's taking all his power away. He disintegrates, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She opens the door and steps out onto the porch. It would have been a better ending if they're all sitting there talking or whatever. And then just like one by one, the friends and the, her mom and everyone just starts dropping with slashes across her chest or whatever. And she's freaking out. What the hell's going on? And then it cuts back. She's waking up in her bed again. Yeah. That whole thing was a dream. And then that's when he goes after her. That's when he gets her. That would have been the violent ending that would have yeah. been fitting and for actually, that. Instead now, of just, now you say that out loud, I think that was part of his thing was he wanted it to end as if the whole film was a dream. Well, yeah, and it should have been. That's yeah. I mean, because I mean, it's it's about dreams. Yeah, It only makes sense. Right. You've already established that with the way that he kills them, the way he stalks them within the dream. It only makes sense that that's how you would end it. Yeah. The whole thing was a dream, and right. then at the end, you know, have him either come at her or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, or have her live and survive to the sequel. Yeah. I mean, however you want to button it up on the end but yeah it's based on this idea of this monster just stalking you in your dreams and right. killing you within your dreams why not have that be the ending it's the whole goddamn movie right you know yeah i don't know i just i felt like they just got really lax on yeah. the writing for the ending i knew when i saw that i was like oh that's that's right that's <laughs> certain things that you just put out of your mind <laughs> All right, do you have any other notes on your... Uh, I just made a just, a just a funny note of Home Alone with two question marks. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean the timing at the end there, she's just like, you know, come and wake me up in 20 minutes, or, you know, or come and, and help me in 20 minutes, but yet she goes through and starts making all these Home Alone booby traps. Uh, what? Yeah. Well, it's funny, as we were watching, I was actually thinking about the question that Kyle Mayo had asked about, like, in a horror film, and, like, he was talking about, like, the, the law enforcement, and the, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. and literally everything that he ticked off, I was like, there's every one of them, except I didn't see a dead pet. But other than that, like, it was, you know, <laughs> I was kind of laughing. But. Yeah. The, yeah, the, she she all of a sudden becomes this just because she read this book on setting up booby traps and stuff, and, yeah. I, and 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 apparently is able to set up all these traps in a less than twenty minute span, and fall asleep, and hunt down Freddy Krueger, and bring him out. Yeah. It was a lot of questionable stuff there, Jim. It set up all the booby traps while her mom's still in the house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, the mom's sleeping throughout all of this. She's right. like she didn't hear the screaming, the windows being shattered. You know, the freaking dude getting yanked out of a dream and set on fire. The shotgun blast and the light bulb. <laughs> she didn't hear any of this at all. No, but yet she can essentially sleep through Freddy Krueger burning her to death. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th yeah. <laughs> there look, we right, go. Look, the last. <laughs> You know what? I, I didn't give it much thought when I was watching it because I was just in the moment watching right, sure, it. But sure. now that I'm sitting yeah. here saying this shit out loud, I'm just like, what? What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's like the whole last 30 minutes of the film, they just like, screw it. Do yeah. whatever you want. It was like bring your kid to work day on whenever they were filming well, those scenes. It's like, here, uh, here, honey, you, you want to write a scene for this movie? Well, so. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud oh, to you. Here we go. But apparently, <laughs> the director, Sean S. Cunningham, the director of Friday the 13th, 
Wait, what? what? Shauna Cunningham, the director of Friday the 13th. Yeah. Basically came and, and did some of the filming over like a secondary crew because Wes Craven had helped him with a little bit of the Friday the 13th film. And when I read that, I was like, holy crap. That may explain why <laughs> there was... <laughs> So, I'll let you breathe that in for a second. I <laughs> thought for sure that I would be able to get through this without having to go back and put a disclaimer at the beginning of, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Yeah. It all makes perfect <laughs> sense. I can't believe that's, Jesus. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, you know, I don't even have a comment for that, Jim. I can't even <laughs> say anything. Sorry. You know what? That... Okay. Pisses you off. <laughs> that it, I'll, I'll I'll come back to that in a minute. I'll, yeah, you should. Like, I, but it, <laughs> you should you should go sit on it for a second. <laughs> Let that stew around in there. God, that is terrible. It does make sense though, from a cinematic standpoint. If he did have any kind of creative control with regard to any kind of the filming, uh, yeah, uh, some, cinema, of, the shots or some of the shots, cinematography, maybe script, even it makes sense why there are certain parts of the film that are just weak as hell. Yeah. It just, it makes total sense now. Yeah. That, that, that we've talked about it before, but like on with films, we look at the storytelling, but a lot of times we forget until we talk about it again, or like, you know, we kind of pull out of it and look at it. It's an industry. Yes. There, there's an industry and it's kind of like any other industry where you are working and collaborating with different people. It's like, kind of like, Hey, I helped you here. Right. You helped me here. And there's actually, I think the, the film that she was falling asleep to was Sam Raimi's the evil dead. Later on, there is a, what they put in, I think in the evil dead two or whatever, they actually have Freddie's claws in like a shop or something. It, it's kind of like he pays an homage to him. So there's kind of this, oh. this interesting little thing between Sam Raimi and Wes Craven, where they kind of acknowledge and like, Hey, right. We really like what you're doing kind of deal. Gotcha. Um, I bring that up only because obviously these guys within the horror industry and, and things like that, and especially in that, that day and age they were working together collaborating together and stuff but it's interesting when i did read that i'm kind of like you i was like that makes sense right so is there anything else to stood to you that you really liked about the film i thought they did a really good job with lighting a lot of the visuals were really cool i felt like they were simple visuals but they had maximum effect on yeah. scenes yeah. like him pushing through the wall you know and just pushed up or like when he's he comes out of the bed at the end and just even something as simple as when she's in the bathtub having the camera at the end yeah. and just having his glove come up out of the water you don't think anything about it but i mean just really think about it logistically yeah he's coming up out of the water there's no other room for him to be in that tub but right. it's just a cool setup shot i mean yeah. it's and it's simple yeah. You didn't need to do anything crazy. It's just this one little shot. And it has a maximum effect because of the fact that she's laying there, she's asleep, you know, she doesn't see it. And then the mom knocks on the door and he just pulls it back down in the water. I mean, little things like that go such a long way. You don't need to do all that excessive stuff to get a maximum effect. Right. So I, I really appreciated things like that. Beyond the concept and some of the lighting and the visuals and the soundtrack, it's good music, yeah. good sound effects, you know, him scraping the claws and everything. Overall, the acting was terrible, but 
you kind of dismiss it just because of the style of film that it is. Sure. I understand dismissing it, but at the same time, I fault it. But yeah, I mean, there were some things that were pretty cool in it, but there was a lot of things that were bad about it. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that just really stood out to you that you're like, this just got awful or whatever? There were some of the special effects that were just terrible. Yeah. They were terrible in the regard of not executed well or they just looked bad, but yeah. that's just from a sure. look at our era that we're in right now yeah. with special effects. I mean, it's top notch. I mean, yeah. so I don't really fault that, but I think with regard to the use of special effects in scenes where it really wasn't needed or right. it could have just been cut out altogether. Right. There were some spots where like special effects were done really well. Like we said, with the blood shooting out of the bed, the way they just filmed it upside down. Yeah. And obviously they did that with uh, Tina whenever she's being killed too, you right. know, her crawling on the floor. It's a cool visual. Right. When she's being pulled up the wall. Yeah. They built the set upside down. Yeah. yeah. And she's yeah. being pulled up the wall and crawling on the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. It just looks cool as hell. It kind of would call back to the exorcist a little yes. bit. Yes. I mean, yeah. just really, yeah. really simple, yeah. cool effect. Yeah. And again, you didn't have to do a lot to get that result. Right. It just looked really cool. So some of those things were really cool. Some of them were just cheesy as shit. It's interesting because so the coming out of the wall thing was there was basically spandex right, right. across. But as you're talking about it, I'm just thinking about the reality of like all of the really cool effects were basic, basic physical effects. Basic, whereas simple, the, the, physical effects that you don't have to do anything with a computer. You don't have to do anything with the camera. Whereas it's the things all, with the computer was all kind the of The computer like, generated stuff was just terrible. Film, like whenever yeah. she rips his face off and that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? It looks stupid. Yeah. Or the dropping down on the bed after she had been, uh, her mom had been burnt to a crisp. That was a little weird. Yeah. It, dumb. Yeah. Just dumb looking. Yeah. I will say that those were attributed to the uh, second unit. I agree. <laughs> I agree. agree. It's one of those things where Wes Craven came back. He like went to lunch. Yeah. Second unit took over. Wes Craven came back. He's like, what the hell did yeah. you do? What did you do? What did you do? You just blew my budget on that oh, shit. Oh, God. I can't. I can't fix it. Look, I don't Which, have I don't have time. I don't have the budget. Leave it. Just leave it. Yeah. Don't do that again. Ever. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day they did it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which this film actually it took thirty days to shoot. So not bad. Yeah. And then the uh, boiler room it was in the basement of a I guess an old jail. Okay. And it was condemned and torn down after filming because of asbestos. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. So anyway. Do you have any other thoughts? I got no other thoughts, All my right, friend. man. Well, let's hear your ranking. I want some answers. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! I don't think you can handle the truth, Jim. We've established this. You well, cannot handle the truth. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> no, the reason why I said earlier we'll come back to the second unit guy, Yeah, uh, that really helped into swaying my decision as far okay. as what my ranking is. All right. I was on the fence on how I wanted to rank this film, Yeah, but that kind of helped me yeah. a little bit. Oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> Conceptually, very cool movie. Got some really cool aspects to it. But the acting and just kind of weirdness in the plot, the liberties with uh, cinematography and some of the effects and just some of the things just didn't make sense. Some of the things didn't jive. And plus, the ending was just terrible. Yeah. I just didn't like the ending. Yeah. So all those things kind of add up together. Makes me want to give it a... I do know this is serious. 
I just sharded. Yeah, long came poly treatment. Uh, I'm giving it a two. Okay. Um, yeah. It didn't hit with me as like really terrifying or anything. It had some right. cool effects, had yeah. some great bones to the structure, but a lot of the window dressing was just weak. The fact that the ending was just such a letdown for me, yeah. and then you add all the other little things into it, it just fell flat for me, man. Yeah. I was really hoping it would have been not necessarily terrifying, but just shot better. Yeah. Just better. Yeah. I think... The concept and the way some of the deaths are from a cinematic standpoint, pretty cool. But it's not enough to make up for just all the lackluster BS that came with it. You're never remembered for how you came in, but you remembered how you left, right? True that. It's the same way, I think, with them. I mean, obviously, you got to hook them, but then you got to get well, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, All right, man. So you gave it a two. I did. So uh, you ready to take on the world? Oh, this should be fun. (laughs) Brian takes on the world. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. May God have mercy on your soul. You're all going to die! IMDB, easy for me to say. What a douche. Two thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Two thumbs up. That gets me every time. Two Two thumbs thumbs up. All right, man. Here we go. So you told me you didn't know if the film that we were going to review tonight would be in the 1001 movies you must see before you die. Yes. But it is. It actually made it in there. It did make it in there. How how the hell it made it in there is beyond me. I guess because it's Freddy Krueger, but... Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) So I'll just read a little excerpt from it. It says, Nightmare on Elm Street creatively combined horror and humor, gothic literary motifs, and slasher movie conventions, gory special effects, and subtle social commentary. And it let loose a new monster in America's pop culture. The wisecracking, fedora-wearing teen killer, Freddy Krueger. It's kind of how he starts out the uh, his thing. And he just kind of goes on and talk a little bit about... Did he watch the damn movie? <laughs> No, what he described is maybe an encompassing review of Freddy Krueger throughout the whole entire Through the franchise. franchise. Yeah. But you can't base what he just said off the first movie. Off the first one, yeah. The wisecracking, the uh, social commentary. Give me a break. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The only thing that I agreed with that was the gore factor yeah. and the idea of unleashing a new monster onto the world, that whole yeah. concept or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. it did, yeah. It, I mean, conceptually, it's a great character. Right. It really is a solid character. And the gore and all that stuff that came with the film, yeah. But no, he yeah. hadn't developed the wisecracking BS stuff. Yeah. There was only like one or two. And like blending horror and humor, yeah. there wasn't that much humor in this. Right. And what humor there was was campy and cheap. Right. So, yeah, no, so yeah, I, I bet you're right. I bet he is basing more off of the franchise. I mean, you can't you can't give me that assessment off the first film. Yeah. No, it's just not there. So, oh, this is going to be a fun Brian takes on the world segment. <laughs> I can already tell. All right, so uh, IMDb, <laughs> the score that they have for is, IMDb, okay, yeah, seven point five out of ten. So that is the viewers, right, or the the non critics, okay, and the Metacritic gave it seventy six. I mean, I grant I gave it low, but seventy six. That's not glowing, right, by any stretch yeah. of imagination. Yeah. So, okay, that's fine. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 94% fresh. Rice. 94% fresh. And the audience gave it 83%. The audience knew what they were talking about on this one. (laughs) And as far as Ebert, (laughs) he doesn't even have a review of it, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Did he not watch it, I guess? I don't know. Like, I, I looked for it. I couldn't find a review. I will it, say so. this. I would watch this over Rosemary's Baby. Yes. <laughs> I will say that. Yes. That's about as positive a review I can give it, That's I guess. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, so that's the world, man. That's the world's perspective on it. So yeah, you pretty much are even with some. Not really. I'm lower than all of them. But uh, there were some of them I can agree with. Rotten Tomatoes to get their head out of their ass as well. I gotta say, that's just ninety four percent for that. It's just it's Wes Craven. He's just going on. Yeah, it's what it is. Freddy Krueger and Wes Craven, the two things that they use to to guide how they judge that film. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, Wes Craven. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. That's what they saw. And they're like, oh, 94%. Yeah. Morons. Maybe they're going off the franchise as well. Who knows? It's just stupid. Well, cool, man. So, uh, usually, uh, when you score basically anything below a four or five, we've determined you'll give at least a movie suggestion. Yeah, I'm trying to give at least one movie suggestion for sure. I got to be honest with you, trying to rack my brain on a film that's comparable to this style of film. Yeah conceptually trying to find something that's kind of on par sure and staying within kind of a horror slasher type thing it's kind of hard man yeah there's it's, not a lot to mess with the dreams and stuff like that. yeah the only movie suggestion i can really give is to just watch the reboot okay. of a nightmare on elm street and the reason why i say that is because i feel like they had time to work on the story and they had time to really build on the character and give you some kind of insight into where the character came from and how the character evolved and came to be what it is. Yeah. And because of that, for me personally, in comparison to this one, I feel like the, that one gives me a much richer story to view. And so it was more enjoyable for me. Now, would I like to fantasy thinking pluck Robert England out and put him in that reboot? And see that? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Right. But you can't do that, so you just got to go with what you got. But I do feel like the explanation and the evolvement of the story is way better in the reboot than it is with the original. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I'll take heat for that, and I don't care. I'll take on the world. That's what I do here every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. This won't hurt one little so what we want to do right now is we're gonna have a little bit of fun yeah we're gonna play a game you guys may have seen whose lines it anyway right scenes from a hat yep very popular very funny game on there so we're gonna do movie scenes from a hat on here which actually we don't even have a hat we have bowls out here <laughs> we're gonna put a little bit of a twist on it all right? some might be contraband but we don't know <laughs> <laughs> what we have set up here is jim and i have both picked out uh movie lines from horror films or yes. Halloween or scary films. Right. Because we're going to stay within the theme of the Halloween right. season right. here. What we're going to do is Jim will draw from my bowl and he will hand it to me. It's random. It's put in the bowl here. That way he doesn't know and, and I don't sway his decision. And so he's going to pick a line for me out of my bowl that I'm going to read for him. And he has to guess which movie it comes from. But the twist of it is we got to do this in the style of... So there's, there's another there's bowl. another bowl sitting here that has random styles that we could do it and okay. I, I I don't want to divulge any of them yet so what he'll do is he'll pick a line he'll pick a style and then I have to act it out in that style and yeah. he has to guess the movie basically a line or two right it's not, yeah, it's not like a whole yeah. like uh, yeah, it's monologue. not a whole monologue so <laughs> yeah no it's just a couple lines and you know so we're gonna have some fun with it uh, I will give you the option sir would you like to guess first or would you like me to guess first I'll guess first you'll guess first yeah. okay so draw me a line from one of my lines and then draw me in the style of man you folded those up really small okay the line that I'm getting ready to read I have to do it in the style <laughs> I have to do it in the style of Clint Eastwood oh man <laughs> okay 
the cool thing about this is, all right, you can take liberties with it if you need to. Like, <clears throat> okay. All right, so you don't have to read it verbatim if right. you want to add a little bit or do a little bit to it. Right, right, right yeah, because Clint Eastwood acting this out would be different <laughs> than whoever re- really did it, so yeah. All right, you ready? <laughs> I hope so. Right, here, I'm going to read this, and this is in the style of Clint Eastwood. Okay, here we go. This is terrible. Let me get a drink. <laughs> I'm not going to look at you. Don't look at me. Don't. Clint Eastwood. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. You boys, this is my boomstick. A 12-gauge double-barreled Remington. S-Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. This baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Name the movie. Is that evil? That's not evil. Uh, Is it evil dead? No. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Not evil dead. But it was Army of Darkness. But is. so it was one of the ash. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, actually, that's a perfect line for Clint Eastwood. No I was shit. like, I was like, is that an Unforgiven? I think it like. <laughs> All right, your turn. I will draw you a line. Okay. And you're gonna do it in this style. Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Dude, it's been a minute. I gotta channel my inner Sheldon. I'm gonna try. Okay. This is gonna be bad. All right. I won't this look. This is horrible. I won't look. I apologize in advance. That's all right. Do your best. Little pigs, little pigs, let me in. Not by the hair on my chinny chin chin. Here's Johnny. What the hell is that? <laughs> Not a Sheldon at all. That's a gym. <laughs> that... <laughs> is that the Shining? That is correct. That is the Shining. Yes. I knew here's Johnny would give it away. Yeah, that's where I was like, I shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I. How do you read that as a Sheldon? <laughs> Man, that's bad. Your turn. Draw me a line and draw me a style. And then here's the style. All right. I'm reading my line. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm reading mine in the style of Trump. Oh, boy. <sighs> God. Why are you getting all the fun ones? <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Gotta get my hands up here. Okay. Get your duck lips out. Right, don't look at me. <laughs> all right. In the style of Trump. You ready? Wendy, darling, light of my life, I'm not going to hurt you, okay? You didn't let me finish my sins, Okay. I said, you listening? I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. That's right. It's going to be huge. I'm going to bash your brains in. <laughs> oh, Dude, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I don't know. Are you serious? The Shining. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> Wow, that might have been the worst Trump ever. It was pretty good. It's way better than my Sheldon, which was literally me trying to pause between, I don't know, science. Shit. (laughs) All right, that's going to be your line. You're going to do it in this style. Oh, boy. Here we go. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, man, I wish I would have gotten that one. Man. (laughs) This actually works well because his favorite word is in this quote. Okay. All right, cool. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be motherfucking something brilliant. Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chiseled on your fucking tombstone. (laughs) 
motherfucker. <laughs> That's a little better than my Sheldon, right? I'm glad to shut the show down. We're not doing any better than that. Good lord. Okay. Um, that was verbatim quote, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Devil's rejects. I really suck at this. Son of a bitch. Man. Damn, that was good. That was good. All right. I'm warming up now. I'm getting warmed up. All right. This next line, I'm doing in the style. <laughs> I'm doing in the style of Keanu Reeves. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Shit. Here we go. Huh. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? It's structural perfection. It's only matched by its hostility, bro. Alien. That is correct. Boom. Good job, man. Yeah. Good job. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Again, probably the worst Keanu Reeves impression ever. All right, there you go. And you are going to do this one in the style of that. British accent. Oh, hey. My British accent always goes semi-Australian and sometimes <laughs> Scottish. So who knows what we're going to get. Wow. I'm sorry to all the Brits out there. As long as you're somewhat European, I guess, you'll be all right. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, that's the bedroom, but nothing ever happened in there. What a crime. What the hell just happened? That's horrible British accent. Okay. I'm trying to... There's actually... Okay, let me try it again. Oh, okay. Let's try it again. Okay. <laughs> Let's try it again. That's the bedroom, but nothing ever happens in there. Too right. What a, what a crime. Oh, my gosh. Does that suck? <laughs> it's supposed to be two people talking. Sorry. <laughs> well, I have no idea. Uh, Ghostbusters. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She says, that's the bedroom, but nothing ever happened to right, me. Right, yeah. He goes, what a crime. All right, well, this is the last one, my friend. And I got to read this line in the style of Owen Wilson. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you want to know something? I'll kill you all. <laughs> I mean, I'll drive you crazy. I will. Wow. I'll kill you all. It gets worse by the minute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> again, just terrible impersonation. We should never do impersonations again. <laughs> I can't wait to listen back. I think this is going to be funny. <laughs> I all don't right, think so, so. So who? What movie is that from? From Dust to Dawn. Wrong! 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 Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. No, You're not from Dust Till Dawn. It is from It, the original. Oh, uh, I should have known you would have had an It. Of course. One in there. Of course. Well, well, that was fun. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think this is the yeah the humiliating hour. For I love it. I love the humiliating hour. I think it's fun. I like having fun. That was movie scenes from a hat. We're going to do that again in the future. I don't care what Jim says. I had fun. I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So now it is time. It is time to do what we have come here to do. Yeah. We had so much fun with this last year. We're going to have some fun with it again this year. I think it's time for us to get ready. Let's do it. Uh, 
Knights, it is time to rumble. The Tournament of Death is upon us. The horror movie icon Tournament of Death. Second annual. Second annual. We're going to make this a yearly thing. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Last year, the big winner yep. was Jason Voorhees. Yes. Came out of the tournament, dominated. Dominated, he did. Alien did some pretty good damage, uh, yeah, too. The Xenomorph was, was yeah. pretty deadly in that tournament yeah. as well. It was, it was a good battle I know. I know after that battle, Jess, for the win, had some words with me. She had her chance to speak her mind this year. She's and she, had all year. Tournament of Death, this is our second year doing this, and this year we have all new entrants. Forget about last year. That's gone. That's the past. We're not talking about the past. This year we are talking about the new, new entrants. New fresh faces. New fresh faces. And so just like last year, we are doing tournament style. Single elimination. Once you're dead, you're gone. On. There's okay. no coming back. This is not Nintendo. You don't get six lives. Yeah. All right? It doesn't work that way. We have eight new combatants entering into the tournament this Man. year. I went through and picked out eight fighters from different backgrounds, oh, so to boy. speak. They all have their own strengths and weaknesses. Okay. I did a ranking system from one to eight. Totally random. There's no partiality here. I didn't go through and make this myself. This is completely 100% chance. Okay. I asked Emmy to give me numbers, and I matched them up with the list I already had written down, and that's the seating. That's what we got. Okay. At the top of the bracket, we'll have one versus eight and a three versus six. And then in the bottom of the bracket, we have four versus five and two versus seven. All right. So without further ado, let's see who our combatants are. All right, man. All right. I'm ready. Are you ready for this? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the top of the bracket, the one seed from Rocky Horror Picture Show, none other than <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. All right. And Dr. Frankenfurter will be taking on the eight seed. I am pain. (laughs) Pinhead. Wow. (laughs) From the Hellraiser series. All right. Well, I don't have a dog in the fight with this one. (laughs) So your next matchup in that same bracket at the top of the bracket is the three seed. You're nothing to me. But another dead vampire. Blade. Nice. <laughs> yes. Blade is making an appearance. Blade is making... The Daywalker is making an appearance. Yeah. Yes. But he might have his hands full. Oh, boy. You want to know he's taking on? Oh, I want to play a game. <laughs> he's taking oh, on Jigsaw. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's move down to the bottom. Right? Okay. All the, right. The number four seed from The Ring. Samara (laughs) Samara Morgan and Samara from the ring is taking on the five seed be my victim the candy man Ah. (laughs) number two seed (laughs) it's Cujo nice (laughs) (laughs) and Cujo's got his hands full oh boy the seven seed this is my boomstick Ash from the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Oh boy. Okay. So let's go ahead and ring the bell on the first round. Okay. Let's get this going. All right. First up, Dr. Frankenfurter taking on Pinhead. All right. So I don't know much about either one of these guys. Dr. Frankenfurter is a sweet transvestite from Transsexual, Transylvania. I was going to say, just based off of looks and the sound bites that you played i gotta give it to hellraiser you gotta give it to to, to pinhead you think so yeah all right here let's get let's get into this all right so you have to tell me a little more about pinhead well dr frankenfurter is really uh he's kind of devious all right he uses his sexuality to really kind of rope you in and kind of will mess with you a little bit pinhead is from another dimension he just he's a killing machine yeah and but he also relies on the box being opened first if the box isn't opened 
he can't show up. And Dr. Frankenfurter, I mean, he's just there with nothing but just deviousness and sex appeal. It's a tough battle. I don't know. I think with with his sex appeal that he would probably draw a crowd. He always does draw a crowd. somebody is bound to open up the box and be like, hey, what's in here? Damn it, Jim. Damn it, Jim. You and your analysis. You're right. Pinhead is the winner. My God. Beautiful. Just beautiful. All right. Let's move it down to the next part of the bracket. The number three seed, Blade, taking on Jigsaw. Oh, man. The Daywalker taking on Jigsaw. If I was going on personal preference, I'd just give it to Blade, but... Yeah. Uh, but Jigsaw's... He's very devious, and very, he's very cunning. He has everything planned to the nth degree. Yes. He focuses on what your decisions are going to be. Because he studies, right? He, he studies does. the people. He's, he does study. So he would have studied Blade. He would have. And Blade's very impulsive sometimes. He's very it's emotional. It's true. But he is the daywalker. He is. It's a tough one, man. It really is a tough one. I mean, you got to really think about it. Is Blade going to be fooled by Jigsaw's puzzles? Yeah, because Jigsaw himself physically is dead. (laughs) Right. So he can't do nothing. But But he's just one man in Blade. I mean, he can take on an army. That's true. I got to give it to Blade. I got to give it to Blade. Dude, Blade's awesome. All right, let's move it down to the bottom of the bracket. Uh, Samara from The Ring. Yeah, my girl. Your girl. Yeah. Yeah. Helped you scare the living crap out of your sister (laughs) and her friends. Taking on the Candyman. Now, see, here's the thing. Candyman, you got to say his name five times into the mirror. Yeah, Samara doesn't speak. Yeah. Takes Samara seven days to show up. It's true. So but I she'd mean, she come up out of that mirror. She would come out of that mirror, and she doesn't speak. She doesn't speak, so she's not going to say anything into that mirror. Right? She's not going to draw Candyman out. She would probably just destroy that mirror. I kind of think Samara's got this. Yeah, a little. But bit. what if by some happenstance Candyman somebody brings him out? If he is brought out, he's got the hook on his hand. I mean, he's got the bees coming out of his mouth and whatnot. And she's got that crazy hair going on. She yeah. can do some damage with that hair, I think. I don't know. It's kind of like a push, really, between the two. Samara kills more so out of just literally scaring the crap out of people, right? Yep. And Candyman, he can't be scared. He can be burned, though. Yeah. Because she can know, contort man. and all kinds of stuff, too. It's true. I don't think he's going to be able to take her down, is my thing. Because I think there's an element of fear between the two. Like, they both feed off of it, and I don't think anything scares her. Yeah. I know nothing scares him, but I think he can be killed. She is a bit of a wild card. They're both dead, yeah. but anyone who comes out of a VHS tape, that's right. just bad news, in my right. opinion. Are we in agreement? I agree. Samara. Samara, yeah. Nice. I like it. Now, this is a fun one. Cujo taking on Ash. <laughs> Ash has the boomstick. Yeah. Cujo's a dog. He's ravenous and rabified. He's just big and mean and nasty, but Ash takes on the Deadites. To me, it was it's almost a given. I think it is a given. Yeah, I think he would probably come out and just Absolutely. Nominate. Plus, he's got the chainsaw for a hand. Yeah. Ash is the winner. The clear-cut winner on this one. So we got our matchups set for the second round. We have Pinhead taking on Blade. Ooh. And we have Samara taking on Ash. So let's just go ahead and ring the bell. Let's get into it, man. Second round. This is some interesting stuff going here, so let's look at it. Let's really look at this. Pinhead versus Blade. Blade is accustomed to taking on an an army of essentially undead vampires. Yeah, but as you said earlier, Pinhead's not from this world, right? This is true. He's from like an otherworldly dimension. Yeah. You have to manipulate the box in order to get him to appear. He's something you don't mess with, but when he comes, he brings hell with him. Hence the name Hellraiser. You know what? It's almost as if it wrote itself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I 
here's my thing. With Pinhead, since he is otherworldly, he's a bit more of a formidable foe for Blade. Right. But Blade's thing is he always has the ability to find a way to tackle the impossible. He always finds a way. Yeah, well, this is true. Yeah, I don't know much about Pinhead either. So basically what I've been reading and, you know, from what you've been reading as well, uh, he brings an army with him. Yeah. And they they're, they used to be human or something like that, and then now they're... Cinnabites. They eat a Cinnabun. <laughs> <laughs> so they used to work at Cinnabun. He yes. turned them into creatures, demons, demons yeah. and he brings them with him whenever the box is manipulated from yeah. this other world. Yeah. But he's a demon himself, essentially. Blade has taken on demons. Yeah. So you gotta I, give it to Blade. I, I feel like Blade can take Pinhead. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. He's gonna figure out a way to shut that box. Yeah. The Daywalker. I can't emphasize that enough to you people. The Daywalker. Anyway, down at the bottom of the bracket, <laughs> from the ring, Samara taking on our lovable hero, Ash. Man. I come back to Ash took on the Deadites. He is an expert with dealing with the dead, the undead, living dead. Samara's dead, and she comes to life through this video and this whole process. I think he's going to sit on his couch and watch that video. Yeah. He's going to drink some beer. He's going to hang out. He's going to wait the seven days. Yep. And then he's going to take her out. He's going to say, give me some sugar, baby. And he's going to take her out. (laughs) That's my opinion. What do you think? I I think so. Yeah, I I can see that. Definitely. He'll just hang out waiting. Yeah. He's just going to sit there and wait. He's not going to do anything crazy. He's just going to be like, screw it. I got to give it to Ash, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We now have our championship round set up, sir. We have Blade in the top bracket taking on Ash from the Evil Dead series in the bottom bracket. Let's ring the bell on this bad boy. Okay, we got our work cut out for this one, man. Come on. Blade versus Ash. Now let's look at the positives. Let's look at the strengths of both of them, okay? Blade, Daywalker, martial arts expert. He's a vampire. He has taken on demons. He's taken on head vampires. Yeah. He has the best of both worlds. He is super badass. And he dresses amazingly. I don't know what that has to do right. no, but he, with this. He, lo- but he, he looks, looks great. really cool. Yeah, he looks, looks great. really cool. The glasses really set it off. <laughs> Ash, on the other hand, always looks a mess. A filthy slob. Just filthy. Just terrible. <laughs> just always dirty. Always sweaty. But looks badass still. Yeah. He's got the chainsaw for a hand. He kind of right? improvises a lot. Improvises a ton. Yeah. He's got the boomstick, the double-barreled 12-gauge Remington <laughs> that was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> S-Mark's top of the line. And the thing about Ash is he's really adaptable he picks up on things and he just gets stuff done he's got a low level education with chemicals building explosives he's going to be prepared and he's fought the deadites so both of these competitors have experience with fighting the undead right so and masses of them not just oh yeah tons tons of them so yeah. I mean, Army of Darkness, come on. Yeah. We fought an army of right? darkness. Full. Yeah. <laughs> of darkness. <laughs> yeah, I so, don't know. Like, this is a tough one, man. It really comes down to like what the weaknesses are. Ash is human. Ash is very much human. Blade's human as well, but he, like I said, he's a daywalker. He's got the best of both worlds. Yeah, he's human, but he's also a vampire. This is true. I don't know. If Blade was to get, like, blown up. I don't know if he'd be able to bring himself back together. Ash is like a bad penny, man. You yeah. just can't get rid of him. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do to him. He keeps coming back. Yeah. I don't know, man. You think we should give it to Ash? I'm kind of thinking maybe. If it comes down to uh, a question of battling the undead, 
Who has more experience than Ash? I mean, seriously. Yeah, but like Blade is like trained. He trained. is trained. Like, yeah, he's martial artist to the extreme. He's got that sword too, man. Yeah, that sword is based BA. on appearances. I give it to Blade. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> off of appearances, but there, there's so much more that goes into a battle than just looking good. I don't know, man. That's pretty high upper. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make them co-champions? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Hmm. No, we'll give it to Blade. Give it to Blade. God, I hate doing it, though, because I love Ash. But I don't think Ash dies. I think Blade just beats him up and then feels bad because he's so B.A. Yeah, but later on, we become friends. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not. I have a feeling, like, they fight. Blade's getting really close to killing him. And then Ash just gets sucked up by the Vortex again and has to go back in time to fight the Deadites again. That's, that's, how, probably, that's how it ends. Yeah. All right. That's probably how it goes. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's ring the bell, the final bell on this. That's awesome. Blade is the second annual Tournament of Death champion. That's a big deal. It, it's a huge deal. Two years in a row now we've had the tournament. This is going to be an annual thing, I think, as long as yeah. we keep doing the show. Yeah. Uh, have a lot of fun with it. We got the, the creative thing is going to be coming up with more stuff. So, yes, Blade is our champion going forward, and it's interesting to see what will happen next. Wait, what's that? What's that? Uh, no! No! What's going on? Uh oh! Oh! Oh shit! That's is Jason that, Voorhees. That is the is that's the returning champion. That's the returning champion, Jason Voorhees. Oh, okay. All right. So here's what we got going on. Jason apparently does not like his title being challenged. Okay. Jason Voorhees has entered the tournament, and he's going to be taking on Blade. Let's ring the bell. All right. right, This is this is happening. Ring the final bell. Here we go. Blade taking on Jason Voorhees. Both of them are good with a blade. Yes, very much good with the blade. Jason's undead. Yeah. Blade's got experience taking on the undead. Jason's relentless. We've established that. He yeah. is a bad stick of wood, man. You can't get rid of him. He this is, is true. he will not stop. He will keep coming for you. Yes. And Blade, man, his adaptability, especially when taking on many numbers, but this is a solo thing. Jason has the ability to sneak up on you though. I feel like Blade, he'd be a little more alert with his senses, right? Because he's a vampire, right? Right. He has that. Yeah. He's a daywalker. So. He is a daywalker, so like I said, he has the best of both worlds. All the vampire strengths, but none of their weaknesses. So, But Jason does the majority of his work at night, so the daytime aspect... Yeah, it doesn't really matter. ...doesn't play into it at all. Yeah. So now it just comes down to who is going to be better in the hand-to-hand combat. Now, Blade is B.A., it blades a lot faster. And he's extremely fast, but I don't think it matters to Jason sometimes whether you're fast or not. It all comes down to that close quarters combat. Yeah. If Blade has to get in there, Jason's going to be doing some damage as well. I agree. So now it comes down to how extensive the damage Jason can do if they get into those combats. But Blade, he's going to be able to fight him off, though, because he is such a skilled martial artist. Oh, that's true. And this is going to be a challenge that Jason's never seen before. Yeah, because Jason doesn't move very quick. That's no, his big, that's, big yeah. thing that he doesn't do. Where Blade is extremely fast. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Blade could dice him up. He probably could. Maybe work on him. Yeah, lop off a body part here and there. Maybe take away his machete hand. And then cut him with his machete. His own machete. Yes. That is insult to yeah. injury right there. He would take his machete hand, holding Hold the, the hand. machete, and <laughs> fight him off of it. So then he would have the machete and his his blade, his right. sword. Yeah. This is gotta, insane. Yeah. We got to give it to Blade. I think so. 
Good job. Yeah. Successfully, within seconds of winning the tournament, has turned around and defended his title by taking out the previous year's winner. I I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know how to feel either. Because I like Blade. I like Blade. But Jason was kind of growing on me. Jason was growing on me too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of redemption, especially after watching that shitty movie. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a lot of redemption. (laughs) But hey, you know, he was a champion for a year. Yeah, he had a whole year of being a champion. A gift battle, he did pretty well in as well. Oh, so yeah, he's got, he got the Thanos gauntlet. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. not doing too bad. Yeah, he's not doing too bad. No. So had, had he had the gauntlet in this battle, it, it might be, it would have been a different story. It would have been a game changer. It would have been a huge game changer. Yeah. He didn't. I have to give it to Blade, man. Congratulations job, Blade. to Blade. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Thank you for appearing in our Checks tournament. Checks in the Tournament of Death is over. We got another Halloween special in the books. Now, move on to the next portion of the show. Us kind of giving you some insight into what's actually going to happen with the show coming up. As you guys know, we work for FedEx. Our busy season's coming up. In fact, our busy season's already here. Surprise! (laughs) Yeah! Early Christmas present for us! It's been getting a lot busier at work, and it's only going to get worse the closer it gets to Christmas. So we are definitely toning back the schedule for the show as of right now. Plus, we still got to finish the studio. So we got a lot of extra stuff to do. But fear not. The schedule that we're going to go to for the next two months is essentially just one show per month. Yeah. Unless some other stuff pop up. We got time. We can do an update here and there. But tentatively, as of right now, you're going to get a Thanksgiving show coming up here in November. And that will be another Table Scraps edition yeah. of the Dude What Movie Review that. Podcast. So that's going to be a lot of fun. we got a ton. I'm talking a ton of behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff. Which is just another reason we can only do one show of this. Absolutely. Yeah, i got a lot of stuff to put together there. But uh, it'll be fun for you guys. We're going to do like we did last year. We're going to piece together some behind-the-scenes reels, uh, have some themes to them. Yeah. We'll sit back, and we'll do like we did last year. We'll sit here, and we'll just list them and laugh our butts off. So right. a lot yeah. of you guys were really cool about that show. Y'all really yeah. dug it. And so we're going to do it again. Yeah. And we did it back at uh, St. Patrick's St. Day. Yeah. The St. Patrick's Day hangover. That was a lot of fun. That was that really was good. So we're going to up the ante on this one. We're going to have a lot more fun on this one, yeah. I think. So we'll probably throw a couple games in there, do some movie talking like we always do. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be a behind-the-scenes show for sure, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So you have that to look forward to around Thanksgiving week. Right. After that, whew, that's when it's really going to kick into high gear for yeah, us. For and us it's going to be, yeah. God, so bad. So, so bad. But we are going to do a Christmas special, yeah, and that will be released Somewhere around Christmas, probably the Thursday before Christmas. And I have a feeling we're going to probably do like we did on the Halloween special and like we did on the Christmas special last year, where we're going to do basically a do table discussion, talk about some random things that are related to the holiday. And we're going to watch a Christmas film that I've never seen that I should have already seen. So that's what you guys have to look forward to. And then in the new year, as we roll the calendar over and we start a new year, 2019, that's when we'll get back into the swing of doing regular shows because our work schedules will be back to normal. We won't be crazy busy all the time and we'll be able to actually put forth more energy and effort into doing the show on a regular basis. Plus the studio should be done. <laughs> Fingers crossed. As long as we don't have any more Not yard sales. It, right? yeah. <laughs> it's become a storage unit. 24 oh, geez, I don't want to 20 West storage unit. <laughs> I'm going to start charging people. 
But anyway, that's a little bit of our scheduling. So uh, no categories, no yeah. uh, movies to reveal for the next episode. You're just going to see us around Thanksgiving yep. for the Table Scraps Part D edition. Right, right. So, without, like you said, we may have an update here or there. We may do an update. Don't, don't uh, expect them necessarily. But yeah, yeah, yeah cool. don't expect it. Don't be looking for it. But always keep tuned to uh, our Facebook page and uh, Instagram and things like that. We'll have updates on there as well yeah. uh, all the time. And so you can always keep track of that. And plus, you know, who knows? We, we may do like a, a gift battle just for fun, yeah. just for funsies between yeah. now and then. And uh, plus, we'll have all kinds of other little updates on there. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed the Halloween special. Yeah. We had a lot of fun putting it together, yeah. doing all these fun little games and stuff and just acting stupid. That's <laughs> basically what we do here on the show. But uh, I'm ready to get out of here, man. It's late. Me too. It is super late. Yes, it is. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Have a happy, safe Halloween. Please. Do not eat too much candy. Uh, no mung, by the way. No popcorn balls. Yeah. Say no to that crap. Throw them out the window. Yeah, don't throw them out the window. Or do that. It might hurt somebody. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a popcorn ball. Probably knock somebody out. Those things are dead. It's like a softball. Great vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to get out of here right now. We will see you guys later. Happy Halloween. We'll see you later. Bye, guys. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Ha, ha, ha.